Breatharianism is the belief that it's possible for a person to live without consuming food and in some cases water. Breatharians claim that food and water is not necessary for survival and that humans can be sustained solely by prana, the vital life force. Sunlight is one of the main sources of prana. How is this a thing? Hello and welcome to A Doctor's View, a podcast looking at everyday health topics and life through a doctor's eyes. Please note that all opinions are my own and should not replace the advice given to you by your own doctor. I'm Dr. Bolivios. Let's begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Doctor's View. I'm Dr. Bolivios. As you probably guessed from the title and the intro, this is about breatharianism, which is something I didn't know existed until very, very recently when a YouTube video popped up onto my feed and I had to click on it. And essentially it was about a lady discussing breatharianism and its principles and how she has gone for many, many years without consuming any food or water. And this led to a... Uh, rabbit hole of uh, more videos and that showed many people have tried this and are advocating it and uh, that they are living off very tiny amounts of water once every few years and they use it as a treat. Um, one video in showed someone ingesting drugs which um, isn't surprising and basically it's complete and utter rubbish. It's not possible. And the reason why I'm giving this any form of airtime is because I've done a little bit of digging into this and people have died trying to replicate this and trying to achieve this um, spirituality, as they so claim, and achieve a level of breatharianism where you don't need to take in any food or water which is scientifically and medically not possible. Several reasons. One, it goes and defies the first law of thermodynamics. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. You cannot create energy when you're not taking in energy. We take in energy or we, we make our energy with the energy that we gain from food. So oxygen plus sugar, which is our food, creates carbon dioxide and water and energy. This is a simple equation that most GCSE science students can tell you, most 15, 16 year olds can tell you. To defy this defies physics, it defies all science. It's not possible. In that light, um, there are people out there claiming that it is possible and they are making a lot of money doing so. They are selling a lot of books. They are selling a lot of lectures and talks and guides. And they claim themselves that they have achieved this this level of spirituality and that they don't need food or water. And I'm here to tell you it's just not true. And anyone that's been thinking of doing something this ridiculous, please look at your life and do something else with it. By all means, take up yoga or something else. Just just don't do this. This is just ludicrous. One thing which I did find quite interesting when I was uh, trailing through these, these videos, uh, there was a documentary on it. And obviously they, it was a, quite a good documentary and they were trying to debunk this um, 
theory, which I think they did quite well. It's it's an old film, and it showed a lady who had um, sold many millions of this these books that she had written about um, breatharianism, and they put her in a hotel room, and it was monitored. And they did this for, I think it was four or five days, and they had a doctor going in to make sure she was okay. And during that time, while she was being videoed, she was not allowed to eat or drink anything. And she agreed to this. And basically, by day four, she looked dreadful. And she genuinely looked like she was about to collapse. Her face was sunken. She had no energy. She could just about talk. And the medics had said to her that she needed to stop. And she claimed that it was because the air around her wasn't wasn't fresh. That uh, is why she looked so, um, so sulken. Obviously, those with some form of common sense can see that this is complete rubbish. And uh, she was just trying to save face for her fans, for want of a better word. Um... And so it's just a message to anyone listening who is clicked, who has clicked on this title thinking that I'm going to um, talk about the benefits of it or uh, how to do it. Um, please don't do it. Just don't. It's not possible. And anyone that tells you that it is possible is lying. On that note, I found out a few other things today. And that is that Oxford University in the UK, uh, one of the most famous and prestigious universities in the world, has banned clapping, as in round of applause, for fear that it triggers people. I cannot tell you how crazy this is. And this is an actual thing. And so instead of using logic to help a small number of people who are triggered um, by a round of applause, by means of cognitive behaviour therapy or similar, so that they might function better in an unpredictable world environment. They take the politically correct approach, and so clapping has been banned for everyone. I think what upsets me about this the, the most is that it's always okay to offend those who won't talk back, because those with logic and sense are outnumbered by the stupid in their masses. Uh, for example, Im- imagine being a public speaker at Oxford University, giving a profound talk on something vastly important. And at the end, instead of receiving a round of applause, you're met with a thousand strong audience waving jazz hands at you. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, they're replacing clapping with jazz hands, if this story doesn't get any more ludicrous. What if the speaker finds that offensive? Why is it okay to offend the speaker, but not what I can only imagine to be one or two extremely narrow-minded people in the audience? Why is it not okay to offend them? But the narrative that we're constantly being pushed nowadays is that free speech and acts of said freedom of speech are fine, so long as what you say or do fits within the narrative of political correctness. And this actually makes me quite angry and sad at the same time. These people who constantly bully, and I don't use that word lightly, those who have a different opinion will one day become our leaders, our healthcare workers, our soldiers. They will have to deal with gunfire, difficult decisions and making on-the-fly treatments and during medical complications when someone heart, someone's heart stops or when they're covered in someone else's blood. 
And this is scary, and it actually scares me immensely for our future generations. This is not how we achieve excellence. This is not how we achieve innovation. We take risks, be it in the things we say or do. We do things at the risk of offending others. And this is how ideas are created. This is how discoveries are made, and this is how we progress. There was even a a case recently where a blind man was walking with his guide dog, And he was verbally abused by an animal rights protester for animal cruelty. And he's now scared of going outside. He doesn't want to have any further episodes of abuse. And he's genuinely quite afraid of leaving his own home. How sickening is this? A blind man, someone who's struggling every day, and he has found some some independence with his Labrador as his companion, his friend, his guide. And without this beautiful dog, and I've seen a photo of the dog, he, w- he wouldn't be able to live his life at all in the same way. This is how screwed up this political correctness is becoming. It actually gave an animal rights protester enough confidence to feel that abusing a blind man for having a guide dog is justified. And the response you'll get for saying that someone like this is an awful person for doing this is, by these people, is, well, you clearly hate animals and you're a bad person. As I said, it always seems okay to offend those who are on the wrong side of political correctness, as it were, but never okay to be offended. In, In a similar stance, Cambridge University banned Professor Jordan Peterson from giving talks at their university. And again, another one of the most prestigious universities in in the world. And for those who don't know who Professor Peterson is, he's a renowned clinical psychologist and university professor in Toronto, and who, in my opinion, is is one of the most articulated and greatest orators of our generation. But because of his views on certain topics clash with a select few who feel oppressed and offended by what he has to say, he's been banned from talking at Cambridge University. A man who sells out public speaking tours around the world in minutes millions and millions of YouTube uh, video lecture views banned from a university, a place where people should be encouraging and applauding freedom of speech and a place where ideas should be shared, which can lead to discussion. But as it seems, you know, freedom of speech is only allowed when we agree with what you have to say. And it's just tragic. And you know, this constant fear of saying or doing something that may offend someone is just stifling it's not just not just stifling in a, in a way that stops us from progressing but also to our own psyche and it might be anecdotal but i feel it might actually be leading more and more people into depression but i will look into that more and hopefully that'll be another podcast and why should i rant about this on a medical podcast you might ask well simply put it just made me quite annoyed and I wanted to share my thoughts. But uh, also, sadly, I, I feel it's affecting medicine too in some way. If if not the political correctness side of things, definitely the fear of litigation by the narrow-minded. So, for example, the laryngeal mask airway, I don't expect many people to know what this is, but this is a an airway device that we use every day in anaesthetics. It's a soft rubber tube with a shaped end and it fits into the back of someone's throat when they're asleep, when they've been anaesthetized for an operation and it allows their airway to remain open and allows them to breathe or be ventilated with our machines and it keeps their airway safe. And it's revolutionized the way we protect someone's airway during an operation. 
And the way this was invented was an anaesthetist many years ago started making rubber moulds in his on-call room on his night shifts and he was testing them out in secret on patients that he anaesthetized until one day he found a design that worked and then he patented it and and the rest is history and this might be uh fiction or not but this this part of the story is that uh uh the cleaner actually reported him uh, because she went into the room and found a load of rubber molds everywhere and she thought he was um, making sex toys but uh, I can't find that documented anywhere but I did hear it I, I, I hope it's true just from uh, just purely for comical value but my point is imagine doing that now you'd be struck off and in a similar light the world's first heart bypass was actually done using a second human being as the bypass machine they they connected one person's vessels to the other person's and they managed to achieve cardiac bypass granted i don't think it ended well in the long run but it showed the bypass was possible and imagine having a revolutionary idea like that now and trying to implement it in modern day bureaucracy and ensuring that you don't trigger someone's microaggressions along the way it's just it saddens me that we can't um, express ourselves in in this way. And, and if you do, you often get shut down by those that ironically are offended by your views because they're not the same as theirs. And that's just somewhat sad. That's it for this week. I did have a longer topic in mind, but after seeing a few of the topics in the news and on my internet feed, I decided to do this as I was post on call and I had a somewhat limited recording time. But I hope you enjoyed my rant and if you like, I can make it into a full-blown series. As always, if you do have any topics you'd like me to discuss in the future, please do email me at doctorsview at gmail.com or visit my website at doctorsview.uk and leave a comment there. As always, please look after yourselves and I'll join you again next time. I'm Dr. Bolivios. Goodbye.